Hello and welcome to Until We Rise podcast. This season, we are talking about that magical four-letter word, love. Our series title for this season is Love Is. Yes. And so we're going to be exploring what is love? Now, it's funny because it's a core need for all of us as individuals and part of like this human experience. Love is important. And all of us are chasing and finding ways to fill that need. Interestingly, we follow astrological fortune cookie type advice that that helps us to say, how do I get this? <laughs> and it oftentimes will leave us crazy. Things like love is blind or love will find you when you least expect it. For a single girl, it can be kind of frustrating and kind of make you a little crazy. So let's delve in this season, talking a little bit more about what God says love is. My name is Rachel, and I am the founder and CEO of Until We Arise, where we are called to bridge a divided people to loving community, empowering resources, and a compassionate Christ. Our vision is that Until We Arise is a thriving global community of empowered women walking confidently in their God-given purpose, positively impacting others, and combating injustice and oppression with love and compassion. And today I'm so honored to share with you our devotion entitled, Love is Not Self-Seeking. And this comes from the passage of scripture that is very, very well known because it's read at almost every wedding. (laughs) And it starts in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through seven. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it is not boast, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So we're focusing obviously on just one little part of verse five that says it is not self-seeking. So hope you enjoyed this. So this one hit me hard today because I felt like I was a type of person who always considered others, their needs and their feelings. I was not a selfish person, nor was I self-seeking in my relationships. I tried to be a good listener and tried to make others feel special and seen. And because I saw myself this way, I glossed over this scripture. For years, I just bunched this descriptor with a long list of marriage vows in this passage. Like the things I would worry about once I got married and face the marriage is hard part of my life. However, for some reason in my prayer time today, I felt the tug to reflect a bit more. As I meditated, I felt challenged like, Rachel, your love is not as selfless as you think it is. And of course, as you may understand, I was offended. I was upset by this and I even felt like, what more do you want from me? I'm always the one loving with my arms outstretched, giving my last dollar. Now, before you judge me, ask yourself, do you ever feel like you're doing all the heavy lifting in your relationships? Do you feel like they don't deserve you and all the love you give? 
Do you feel like they don't see all that you put into the relationship? Then you might be a little more like me than you realize. Your love may be a little more self-seeking than you think. As I reflected, I began to realize how often I felt frustrated and disappointed in circumstances where, where I felt like love and acknowledgement weren't being reciprocated. More than I'd like to admit, I felt slighted. Somehow, it always circled back to me. I failed. I'm not appreciated. I deserve better. No one understands me. No one sees all the hard work I do. No one would know that I battled with these thoughts. I hid those feelings because I knew they were not biblical. I couldn't put my finger on why I felt this way, but I knew there was something wrong because there was just this void inside me that left me longing to be seen. There was a lack that I was trying to control and fill with my own efforts. I wrestled with trusting God to really balance out this love thing. And I honestly doubted that God's love would be enough for me. I'm embarrassed to admit this. I know that it makes me look shallow and fake, but there are layers to this. I did love with sincerity. I wasn't intentionally manipulative or anything. Yet there was this basic foundation that I had overlooked. And it can be found in this tiny portion of scripture. Four words to articulate one characteristic of love. It is not self-seeking. As Paul writes to the church in Corinth, he is attempting not only to communicate with the people how they are to love one another and handle the trials they were facing amidst a tumultuous church plant, he was also sharing a deeper revelation of God's word that was being missed in their church community. Despite popular belief, his scripture was not exclusively dedicated to the romance of marriage or familial love. It is a defining characteristic of God's love. God's love is not self-seeking. God does not offer his love to us with the conditions of reciprocation. He loves us even when we choose to never love him back. We should not confuse the other benefits of our walk with God with this foundational truth. While the gift of salvation requires faith, and the other gifts of favor and prosperity require things like obedience and discipline. Love is not like that. Love is freely given. It is confirmed throughout scripture. In John 3:16, for God so loved the world, and in 1 John 4:19, first he first loved us, and so many more places in scripture. His love is not given so that we can promise to love him back or so that we can glorify him and so that we would have the benefits of using or he would have the benefits of using our talents for the ministry. It is not a transactional love. It is truly a free gift. I may choose to serve him. I may choose to use my gifts for the ministry. My life may glorify him. Yet this is not offered contractually. He does not offer the love to trigger a reciprocal action that will stroke his ego. God is love. 
he does not need your love back to prove that he is God or that he is loving. He already is and always has been. He is holy. God offers his love for us with the most pure and holy intention. He loves us for love's sake. He loves us that we might be with him, that we might accept him and fellowship with him. Not just in a worship service, not just in our prayer closets, but for eternity. That is the kind of love that I'm striving still to comprehend. That is a love that I'm discovering and is honestly changing me. My disappointment was rooted in the expectation for people to love me back. When you're expecting it, it's self-seeking. And when you don't get it, it hurts and it's disappointing. Yet when we love like Jesus, the fulfillment comes from first being loved by him. Interestingly, the love always does come back. But a shift in heart posture was what I needed to be able to continue to love, especially those that are hard to love. I can keep loving because his well of love, for me, never runs dry. I pray that this little revelation changes you for the better. And that you have an encounter this week that highlights this for you. That we all may love a little more like he does. Loving and continuing to love others. Expecting nothing in return. Knowing that our value and our worth is not defined by how others show us love, but truly by the fact that we are unconditionally loved by God. Wow. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, Devo. Um, This is really just an exciting time for us to be able to say, yes, God, I receive your love holy. And I pray that we continuously stay reminded, not bitter, not cynical, that we won't receive love back, but knowing that God loves us so much and our account will stay full. If you want more information or more details on how you can get involved and maybe get a little more out of this, you can always check out our website at www.untilwearise.org. That's O-R-G at the end. And then we also have our YouTube um our YouTube channel where you can see more in-depth teachings and stories. You can see me face to face and kind of know a little bit about me as well as um, learning about all of the other cool things going on at Until We Arise, like our food outreach ministry that serves 100 meals every week to the people of South Los Angeles, bringing hope to them. We call this We See You Kitchen and we'd love for you to get involved. There's a number of ways. If you go to our website, you can um, email us, you can check it out. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram if you'd like to give to our nonprofit. And we are a 501c3 organization, so it is fully tax deductible if you do give. And lastly, I just want to remind you that next week we have an awesome special guest. Um, I'm not going to tell you who he is yet, but he is going to give us some beautiful insight, a beautiful story, just really talking about love and what love is. And I love it because he's a dude. So it's not just going to be for girls. It's great to hear a guy's perspective. Anyway, remember, until we arise, what won't change? 
what in our communities, what in our neighborhoods, our families, and our own lives won't change until we arise.